0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Joining us now, Karen Slaughter, author of Pieces of Her, which is soon to be made into a, I believe, television movie. Hey, Karen, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Is this, this is a TV movie?
1: Well, we're hoping so. A limited TV series. So oh, we'll a series, okay. But I've got a, yeah, i got a great crew attached, so I'm really excited about it.
0: Wow. This is, this has got to be exciting. I mean, you are incredibly prolific. How many books, uh, worldwide Th- 35 million you've sold? Yes, <laughs> that is amazing. And it just gets better. when they're making the stuff. In. Is it better when they make it into TVs and uh, shows and movies as an author?
1: You know, I like it when that happens and it's done really well, but it, it can also be done badly. Uh, okay. <laughs> so as an author, you know, you have to be really mindful of the team and, and the people who are interested in doing this did Big Little Lies. So I, I kind of get that they know what they're doing, uh, but it takes a lot of trust to hand over a book to someone and I certainly trust them. So we'll see.
0: I mean, as an author, you're, you're writing something and you have in your mind what all of the characters look like, their speech patterns, what the sets look like. In your mind when you're writing this and you leave some of that up to the reader to decide and we as readers have that so when you turn it over to produce into something i mean if it's a a very different look that's got to be triggering upsetting
1: <laughs> well you know i think that everybody brings their own experience to a book so what's in my head i learned a long time ago isn't necessarily in someone else's head you know they may see uh uh, Freddie Prince when I'm seeing John Travolta, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's it's really subjective, but, you know, it's also kind of exciting, and I'm aware that it's a different medium, you know, like a when I hear my audiobooks the reader brings so much to it that I didn't even think about having there. I mean, with her voice, she's so emotive. And you know, it's the same with radio. Radio is so different from television and film. I mean, I know you guys are probably the most handsome guys uh, on right. radio.
0: Adonis. But Adonis it, does not do exactly. it justice. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it would be really different if you were filmed every day. Right, One, exactly. You'd probably be in a lot more makeup, right?
0: All right. So tell us about pieces of her. What's the uh, the backstory?
1: Well, I just wanted to write a really fun, exciting, shocking, twisty-turny kind of thriller because that's the kind of book I love to read. And so I kind of set it with a mother-daughter relationship. And it opens up, and the mom and the daughter are having breakfast in a local shopping mall. And then since it's a thriller, something really horrible happens. And the daughter realizes not just that her mother isn't the nice PTA mom she thought she was, but that she has an ability toward violence. And she's really shocked that this is in her mother. And so the rest of the book is basically her quest to find out who her mother really is.
0: Yeah, I think uh, to find out your mom was uh, somebody very violent would shock most of us. I mean, it would shock me other than the violence my mom did you know, to you. Did to me, you know, with punishments, <laughs> yeah. but aside w- from
1: that. Wooden spoon and belt variety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go.
0: But beyond that it would shock me. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so she uh, hit someone with a shoe maybe.
0: <laughs> exactly, right. So, how did you become an author? Tell us about your pathway.
1: You know, I think that it does you can't really choose to be an author. I think it chooses you. and I was always telling stories. I'm the youngest of three girls, so a lot of my early books, my dad would give me a quarter each time I wrote one and they were all about my sisters dying or being mutilated or <laughs> you know, getting in trouble or I would get really sick and they would get in trouble so you know I, I come by the genre honestly um, and I, I, you know I just like writing about crime because I think it tells you a lot about who people are you know when something awful happens that's when you really test your character
0: something about being the youngest that uh, kind of puts you in that zone doesn't it? yeah
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the one you have to watch out
0: for. Yeah, I'm the youngest of five, so same oh. thing. Nice. I'm same. the oldest. Lord. Yes, we know. We got it. Yeah, the youngest. <laughs> we had to find other outlets. Yeah, we 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 took our revenge uh, when we got it. It was usually planned and calculated, and we had to, we had to fight for every little scrap.
1: exactly yeah all because
0: they loved us the
1: most was that our
0: fault (laughs) right exactly thank you that we're more lovable that's not my problem (laughs) one of the reasons uh, Karen one of the reasons I want to have you on is because I I came across this headline that says from Entertainment Weekly Hollywood is finally catching up to Karen Uh, and it's really interesting because you were told for 17 years that your novels were too female centric and it was just delusional yeah yeah. So, and what, well, that's one of the reasons, that's one of because, you know, a lot of people are trying to do things for their life, but for 17 years, you know, and even, forget that you sold 35 million copies worldwide, but for 17 years, they told you your, your novels were too female-centric for TV.
1: Yeah, you know, and I write about, of course, people who fall in love. That's kind of something that you find in every book, whether it's mine or Spencer for Hire, you know, there's always some form of that. But I, the problem was the, the the focus was on two strong female leads. And if you think about it, that's not really something you see a lot of in movies and on television. I mean, you see more of it now, but honestly, just for drama, the last serious drama I can think of uh, would be Cagney and Lacey. You know, a Mm straightforward police drama with two women leading. Um, There there were some other ones that were sort of in niche markets, but it it was just something that I kept hearing again and again, and it was very disillusioning. And then suddenly, I guess, things have changed. I mean, Gillian Flynn, obviously, with Gone Girl, Big Little Lies, Leanne Moriarty, you know, suddenly people were like, oh, wow, women can be really interesting and they can also surprise you and be kind of violent and be anti-heroes and all the things that we've been doing with men for years women can do that too (laughs) Uh, and i think part of it was you know women wanted these stories right i mean it's i guess it's the same reason why uh my male friends love seeing superhero movies because the man is always this wonderful hero and he's perfectly sculpted body and he eats french fries and you know he he gets all the girls and so women want that kind of superhero thing but in a more believable form
0: you know it's funny when they were telling you these things it had to be you know that it doesn't play on tv and all this stuff too male too female centric it had to be frustrating at some point when they're telling you that and you're still successful i mean you have what 18 novels at some point did you just say you know what i know who i am i'm comfortable in my skin i like what i do did, did you just reach that point?
1: Well, yeah, but I think uh, part of it is just you get older and you stop caring about the things that were really important <laughs> to you, you know? yeah, like, that's I remember when that. I was in my 20s, it was, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ever eat cake again. I'm going to work out every day, and now it's like, eh, I'll eat the cake. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think you just you kind of grow into yourself in a way, but you know, also, I, I love television. I love movies, and mm. As a woman, I just felt like, gosh, you know, somebody has to catch up with what women really want to see, right? And I guess Me Too, one of the positive sides of Me Too is that, uh, a very positive side, some of the people who were saying, we don't want women's stories, were are fired. Uh, mm-hmm. So now we have people who are more invested in telling women's stories.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right there. That's the whole, and that's, that's our whole take, because you may have heard us talking about um, mm-hmm. uh, Asia Argento, is just... Let's be honest that, you know, this is bad when this stuff happens, but women do it too. It may be, you know, less, but still, let's be honest about that.
1: Well, you know, but on the other side of that, a man is more likely to be raped than he is to be accused of raping someone falsely right Mm -hmm. so we are talking about a small percentage but yeah of course it happens i mean there's always going to be outliers and something that Mm. like this which we don't really know all the facts yet it can be pretty shocking but one of these incidents i don't think can cancel out thousands
0: karen when where can we find out more about you what's your website
1: karenslaughter.com that's karen with an i or i'm on facebook and instagram if you want to see my cats
0: excellent (laughs) and we'll go go ahead and tweet out a link and post your social media thanks so much karen really appreciate it
1: thank you both
0: karen slaughter author of pieces of her and again it's karenslaughter.com k-a-r-i-n slaughter.com Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag What I Today. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.